0: A and goatee, trying to be funny on the Thursday show with Tad and Gary. Hey everyone, I'm T No, I'm not Tad. But I don't know how to start without Tad. Tad always goes first. Hey everyone, I'm Gary. And this is the Thursday show. The whack we still don't hit the sign anymore but I, I value tradition and with that in mind I have uh, Pastor Dr. Chris Hefner with me today um, and he is now allowed to speak he he did his job and stayed quiet during the intro um, but now he is available to field your questions about the Southern Baptist Convention. Since this isn't a live show, we can't accept call-ins, though it would be wild if we got one. That would be wild. That would be great. Um, but I don't think we have that option, so, uh, I'll have to represent the, uh, the listeners, the listening audience, and, uh, what we're doing today, Tad is out, so he left his seat vacant, um, Chris has assured me, you're not trying to take Tad's... No,
1: I'm not trying to take Tad's place. He's at camp with our students, and so we want to pray for him as he finishes up his week at Camp Caswell. Uh, But we wanted to do this special episode of the Thursday show uh, to kind of reflect a little bit on the annual meeting of the Southern Baptist Convention that happened on Tuesday and Wednesday of this week.
0: That's right. So, uh, as, as you said, Chris, this meeting happens... Every year. That's what annual means. That's correct. correct.
1: Every year except last year, obviously, when everything was canceled. uh, Which is why President J.D. Greer, who has served as the president of the Southern Baptist Convention for three years now, why he served as three years It's generally one year with voted again, a second year or two, so essentially a two-year term. Uh, But because we didn't meet, it turned into three years for him.
0: Right. So... Uh so there is a vote each year but typically it doesn't there's
1: yeah typically the second year it's by acclamation it's generally nobody runs against right. runs it's a strong language cuz it's not really like a campaign but uh it, essentially it's by acclamation the second year so they serve 2 years and uh and then there's another Election of a new president to represent the convention.
0: Right. Um, well, I, I think the f- the first and list uh, question on listeners' mind is: Do we call it the Southern Baptist Convention convention?
1: It, we are Southern Baptist by denominational name, and so the Southern Baptist Convention is when the messengers of the convention, messengers of the denomination rather, meet to do the business of the denomination. Interestingly, the convention only exists two days a year when they meet. Southern Baptists exist all the time, but as a a meeting, it only uh, convenes those two days during the year when the business session is taken up. Think of it like a super large church conference or a super large business meeting for your church. It's when the denomination gathers to do the business that would affect the rest of the denomination. And there are 47,000 churches, 15 million Southern Baptists all across the United States. That's a lot of potential business to undertake.
0: Right, how, how does it all stay ordered?
1: with a lot of effort and preparation on the part of entity heads and denominational leadership. It's very well-organized and well-structured. Um, but structurally, in terms of the denomination, some of you may have come from different denominational backgrounds where there's a hierarchical structure. There's a group of people that kind of dictate or, or uh, guide either theology or practice. Southern Baptists believe in the autonomy of the local church, the autonomy, rather, of the local church. So denominational leadership is from the bottom up in Southern Baptist life. Just like in our church, the congregation is the primary authority in the sense of decision-making for the business of the church. Theological authority, that, that, that's God, that's Scripture. But in terms of decision-making, it's the congregation. And in Southern Baptist polity, that's the same way. So the, the denomination has to gather so that messengers can make decisions or things can't actually be done or undertaken by the convention. And so the structure and organization of the business session is designed so that messengers can have a voice in the ongoings and the working of the Southern Baptist uh, convention at its annual meeting. Right.
0: When uh when we meet for church conferences and, and church business, uh we it it may range from um, giving to how we're going to give to local missions or international missions um, ministries. Uh, it it may range. It, it may involve scheduling. It may involve paving or sealing the parking lot, replacing HVAC units. I imagine that since the uh, Southern Baptist convention meets in different locations they're probably not talking a lot about
1: building projects what kind of business is being discussed that's a good question uh southern baptist because we represent so many churches and uh, so many messengers members and messengers over the course of our nation we have several different entities so to to kind of make it uh dumb it not dumb it down but kind of simplify it. You can it, explain it to me like I'm five. In the 1800s, the Southern ba- the, the Southern Baptist became a denomination for the purpose of sending missionaries. That was the goal. Is They believed that if churches cooperated and sent money so that missionaries could go, they could send more missionaries than if one church tried to send a single missionary. And so uh, years later, the cooperative program came about, 1925, so 95 years ago, the cooperative program came about where Southern Baptist churches send a portion of what they take in weekly, or they can send a portion, we do, send a portion of what we take in weekly through our Baptist State Convention of North Carolina that then goes on to be distributed by the denominational leaders Uh, who are Southern Baptists to go to the different seminaries, the six seminaries, North American Mission Board, Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, but primarily and most importantly for Southern Baptists, the International Mission Board to send missionaries across the world. So we're talking about millions of dollars that get sent through the state conventions and then to the national convention. So the meeting is designed to make sure... That the way that money is distributed and the work of those entities and those organizations is uh, reported to the the Southern Baptist uh, uh, denominational messengers. So they know what's going on. And then all of that is handled kind of above board. That's, that's the point of the meeting is to clarify those things and to participate in those things and to report on what goes on for international missions and from the entities.
0: Right. Um well, I know that there was some change this year. Uh, there is now a new president of the convention, right? Um, and J.D. Greer, I believe, is probably a faithful listener of the Thursday show, so we just want to take a minute to thank him for his three years, very unusual years of service uh, as president of the convention. Um, I think we think he did a great job, right?
1: I think J.D. Greer did a really good job serving as uh the Southern Baptist president for the conventions. Think of that role like a moderator at a church business session. So for example, here at Wilkesboro Baptist Church when we have a business meeting, I moderate that business meeting. Yeah. I'm not allowed to vote as a moderator. I essentially make sure that the that the business session functions as it should and move from one segment to the next. Well, when you're talking about business that reflects millions and millions of dollars and thousands of messengers, uh, J.D. Greer's role as president is to moderate that and make sure that everything is done clearly and in order. That's not an easy task. It's certainly not an easy task when you have 15,000 Southern Baptists in a room and many of them have differences of opinion, ideas, thoughts, things they want to share, things they want to say. The beauty of a denomination where the structure is bottom-up is that anybody who's a messenger can speak to an issue, a motion, a resolution, can offer amendments. Uh, At the appropriate times, they can speak, but then that needs to be done in a structured, organized way so that uh, there's not chaos. So there are parliamentarians whose job it is to make sure that the convention business is handled according to Robert's Rules of orders, Order. We try to follow that here, but we're, we're, we're kind of a modified version of that at our church. But in that setting, it needs to, it needs to be made sure that things are right. clear and handled really well. And J.D. Greer did an excellent job. And yes, uh, Gary, this year there were four different candidates to serve as Southern Baptist Convention president. Uh, Ed Litton who serves uh, as a pastor in Mobile, Alabama was the one that was selected to serve as the uh, SBC president uh, for the next year which will meet in Anaheim and then the year after that he'll serve as the convention meets in Charlotte, Hmm. North Carolina.
0: And uh, much like when you moderate a business meeting that's only a a Small part of what you do in ministry, and for JD, for Ed Litton, I believe for uh, Gaines, Steve Gaines, Steve Gaines, the previous president. Yeah, um, all, all of these presidents have been pastors, yes, or um, uh, and and all of them end up being some kind of key leadership. And but their main role, I, I think that uh, a lot of people j- just generally believe that JD Greer is the SBC president. But that's hardly who he is. He's 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 a pastor. He has other things to do, other responsibilities, uh, which is part of the beauty of the convention is that uh, and the ground up leadership. These are people who are in day to day ministry, um, leading, shepherding, equipping, being led themselves, being discipled themselves. So um, we you know we pray for Ed Litton that he'll that's right uh, continue to, to carry that on and to to moderate well. Um, it was fairly close in this election, right?
1: It was. Yeah, a couple of things about not only the election, but also the role of serving as uh, convention president. It's not a paid position. It's completely voluntary. So the representation that J.D. has offered in the past couple of years and Ed Litton will offer in terms of being a spokesperson or in terms of guiding some of the uh, committees and making sure that they're uh, that that the individuals are appointed on those committees, which is a large part of the president's role. So being a spokesperson, appointing committees, uh, people to serve on the committees, and then to moderate the convention meeting—all that's done on his own time. I mean, it's a part of his ministry at his church, a reflection maybe of his ministry at his church, but it's a secondary role and it's completely unpaid. It's done for the good of the denomination, not for. Uh, not for any monetary gain. And yeah, it was a pretty close election. There were four candidates that, that, ran, that uh, were, uh, were put forward, were nominated to serve. Uh, R. Albert Moeller, Dr. Moeller from Southern Seminary, Ed Litton, Mike Stone, uh, and Randy Adams. Uh, and in the way the, the convention rules state, a president has to garner more than 50% of the votes to be elected. So after the first round of voting, there was uh, not a candidate that had 50% of the votes. So there was a runoff between the two highest candidates, which were Ed Litton and Mike Stone. Uh, and Ed Litton won with about 52% of the votes after that second runoff. So uh, there's a pretty, pretty stark, stark divide in the convention. I, I would say it this way. Southern Baptists are diverse theologically. We always have been. Uh, The Baptist faith and message is a pretty clear statement about what we believe and what we think is tremendously important. But if you read through the Baptist faith and message, there are a lot of places within the Baptist faith and message where there's room for theological diversity. And there are some things that are not included in the Baptist faith and message that also are places for theological diversity within how we would interpret Scripture. so Southern, Being a Southern Baptist is a big tent, so we're not all going to agree or think alike on every issue. There's nothing wrong with that. That's actually healthy for us as a denomination. And so I, I think the presidential election this year reflected some of the distinctions on certain theological topics. But I will say this, I, I, we are not a, a liberal convention. That battle was fought and won in the 1980s and early 1990s. And uh, I'm convinced as ever that we are conservative theologically. We hold the inerrancy and sufficiency and authority of scripture. All the candidates for president did. The entity heads hold those views, what they teach in the seminary classrooms. I went to Southern Seminary. Gary, you went to- Southeastern. Southeastern Seminary you got a conservative theological education, high view of Scripture. I got a conservative theological education, high view of Scripture. And so that promotes our desire to see the nations come to know Jesus, to value what Scripture says. And so we don't have a a, a moderate or a liberal, uh, strong liberal contingent in the convention. And so regardless of what you may have heard or seen in terms of uh, media or social media, discussion of the southern baptist convention annual meeting these past few days we're still conservative we we will be conservative for the foreseeable future Uh, i mean we still have work to do always have work to do um, but we do have a diverse range of positions within that framework of what the baptist faith and message states yeah
0: um my my next question is twofold um uh, you mentioned earlier resolutions, motions, and amendments um, and uh, I, I think the, the Thursday Show audience wants to know what could possibly be the difference between a motion and a resolution and you can you can toss an amendment there as well and follow up uh, what what kind of motions and, and res- resolutions were made. what other business happened besides
1: the president? Sure. Sure. This is the fun part of attending the meeting. Now, I say it's it fun. It sounds riveting. It, sound, it is. Uh, it sounds fun. It, it, it sounds boring. Um, and if you don't care about the details of it, I guess it could be boring. But it's how the business is done. So a resolution is exactly what it sounds. it sounds like. It is a statement of what we believe or what a particular convention meeting believes. Resolutions are not binding. So they, they, they're not actionable. They're simply a position, essentially a position statement. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, then we resolve to do this. This is how we're going to handle it. But it's not actionable. Resolutions are important because they declare we're a Southern Baptist, a particular Southern Baptist Convention annual meeting would stand on, say, the topic of abortion. For example, this year there was a resolution on race and race, racial reconciliation as reflected in what scripture teaches and not what an ideological perspective say a critical race theory might might partic- might state and so the resolution clarified what this meeting believes about right. racial reconciliation another Resolution had to do with the Equality Act that is moving, has moved into Congress, it's not been passed, enacted into a law, but the Southern Baptist Convention is now on record about what it holds regarding that issue, that's a resolution. A motion is actionable, so motions are presented as recommendations from the Executive Committee of the Southern Baptist Convention or from an entity of the Southern Baptist Convention or a motion can be presented from the floor so a messenger can stand up and say i move that and that motion is introduced and then a particular committee will take that motion and determine who should handle it should they bring it back to the floor for discussion should it be moved to a particular committee or to a co- particular entity to decide how that motion is handled? The reason for that is it just it, it clarifies things, it makes things clean and simple, and then those are brought back. Interestingly, this year, there was a fair amount of controversy related to um, a, a motion that was put in place a couple of years ago at the Birmingham meeting of the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, Unfortunately, Southern Baptists have not been immune from sexual abuse allegations and scandals within Southern Baptist churches. The difficulty is that because we're an autonomous denomination, no one in leadership can say that my church has to do things this way or this church has to do things this way. Scripture is pretty clear that sexual abuse is wrong lot to deal with it, but how do you have a mechanism that protects churches, for or protects rather um, people who are abused or prote- right. protects people from abusers, and what happens if you have an abuser, and in some cases, unfortunately, in our history as Southern Baptists, an abuser has left one church having abused people and gone to another church and done the same thing, and that's wrong right. and sinful and ungodly, and what do we do about that? So the convention acted in Birmingham, and the wish of the convention was if there's a church that has not handled a sexual abuse situation appropriately, has covered it up or hired someone who's guilty of sexual abuse, then they could be dismissed from the denomination. They would be considered a church not in friendly cooperation anymore with the convention. A great move. Southern Baptists were completely for that. Over the last couple of years, There has been some discrepancy in how that is accomplished. There have been some debates about how that should or should not be handled, uh, all the way up to recent history, just leading up to this particular convention meeting, where there were some allegations about some in leadership not handling those uh, issues appropriately. And so leading into the convention meeting, the executive committee of the Southern Baptist said that they were going to hire an outside firm to investigate those particular allegations. I, I respect them for that attempt. The problem is the optics of that. The executive committee is hiring a group to investigate the executive committee. Right. So who who does that who does that who's in charge of that? So we're the the process of Southern Baptist polity came into play at this annual meeting is a motion was put forward on tuesday that the incoming president select a task force uh, and that task force would be the group that decided who was going to do this particular investigation into the executive committee initially that motion got kicked back to the executive committee until a messenger stood up and said i would like the, the Committee on the Order of Business to be overruled, and the, the ruling was that if two-thirds of the convention messengers wanted that to be discussed by the convention and not kicked to a committee, it could be overruled. Well, more than two-thirds, more like 99% of the convention messengers said, we want to discuss it. And so it was discussed on Wednesday afternoon. And essentially what took place is that motion was voted on by the convention. The convention said with clarity, declarative clarity, we want an outside group, a group not attached to the executive committee to be the one that oversees who's going to hire this firm and how that's going to be handled and report that back to the convention. It says something great to me as a Southern Baptist pastor that we as a convention want there not to be sexual abuse in our churches, want there not to be sexual impropriety in our pulpits, in our churches, in, in our ministries, that's wrong and sinful and of the devil. But if and when there is, we want to handle that with clarity and we don't want anything hidden. We don't want any yeah. appearance that we're, we're holding things back, we're not handling things right, and so as sad as that is that that's something that had to be addressed at the convention, the convention polity got it right, the convention messengers spoke, and, and for me, I walked away encouraged that what needed to happen, the right thing, the most appropriate and transparent thing, took place.
0: Right. It, it's something that should not be swept under a rug or even have the optics of being swept that's under exactly a rug. That's exactly right. And um, so this is a step forward from right. that and for, for people who have been victims and to prevent future victims. That's um, right. Well, uh, what was there, were there any humorous moments?
1: Yeah, and I realize that this is not the typical content of the Thursday show.
0: Um, right, because it's content. Versus what we typically do. (laughs)
1: You're funny. I listen to you guys not every week, I have to admit. I don't listen to the Thursday show every week, so there's my confession for the moment. Uh, But, no, I appreciate the the lighthearted nature of a lot of the conversations you and Tad have and the interviews you have. It's helpful. It's encouraging. And I realize that this this has been a little heavier. But there were some fun moments uh, in the convention meeting. Uh, There was one really, really funny one on Tuesday afternoon. We were waiting on some of the business to be accomplished, waiting on the presidential results, the election results to come back. So everybody was still in the hall and evidently, the air conditioning wasn't working as well as it should have worked. And so particular messenger, I believe his name was David Bumgarner, went to the microphone and said, I've got a point of order. And mm-hmm. so the chair, which was J.D. Greer, the president moderating the meeting, called on David Bumgarner to issue his point of order. His point of order went something like this would you please turn the AC up? We're dying back here. And so it, 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 it aff- received affirmation by the, from the messenger ballots, and it, was, uh, it, it helped bring some levity to a convention meeting that was full of serious conversations, important conversations, but it's helpful to have some levity. Uh, J.D. Greer did a good job with that too in interacting with those at the microphones, bringing some levity bringing some clarity when it needed, some, yeah. some very quick statements and, and clear statements, but also bringing some levity in those moments. Yeah. Also some really great moments from the convention meeting. One of the greatest was when we were able to, um, to commission 64 new missionaries to serve uh, with oh, the International great. Mission Board to take the gospel to yeah. the nations. My favorite one of those, as if you could have a favorite, but, but this, this guy stood up and he said, I left my dream job at NASA. Wow. Because God called me to take the message of the gospel to unreached people groups. Wow. And that just stirred my heart that this guy had a career, a career that only a handful of people could even hope to be in, and only a smaller number of that, that hoped there, ever get there. He was at NASA. Right. And God wow. called him to take the gospel to unreached yeah. people groups. Okay. And we ought to be thrilled that God is still at work yeah. through our convention to send people to the nations.
0: And if anybody says, well, missionaries aren't rocket scientists, well,
1: <laughs> wrong. <laughs> that missionary yeah. was a rocket scientist. I don't know exactly what he did, but well, really thankful and grateful for that. Close. Absolutely, yeah.
0: that's great. Um, well, we uh, we thank you for joining us on this very special Thursday show. Uh, reminder that uh, we have service on Sunday we're meeting in person at eight o'clock 930 and 11 tad usually does that part but I think I remember great well, thank also you so Wednesday much. at six also Wednesday at 6 p.m and we're if uh, if you're not feeling well you're on vacation uh, you still have um, uh, you're still trying to, to make sure that the pandemic has died down before you, you come back in full. How can you join us if uh, if you're at home or away and not able to be physically present? Chris,
1: Absolutely. You can watch us on Facebook. Uh, you can watch us on YouTube. You can watch us on Vimeo. You can still listen on the radio. Or if you have local TV here at local cable, rather, here in uh, Wilkes-Barre, I think it's Charter, you can right. watch us channel 191. I think that things is one I that's anymore. correct. But the easiest and methods are YouTube
0: and Facebook. Right, and uh, former President J.D. Greer. I, I don't think that that's going to be local to you in Durham, so you're going to want to tune in on Facebook or, or YouTube. And it'll stay. It'll stay up even after it's played the first time. It's there forever, so you can you can tune in after after you've concluded. Forever events. is a long word. Uh, forever is that's true. That's that's a little that's a little strong. Um, uh, as long as fate allows. That's probably worse. We better get out of here before I I make this worse. Uh, Bye, everyone.
1: Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in.